All right, so we're back here, uh, Financial Fridays with Mike. We're back with Steve Parisi. We talked a little bit last time about policy design. And um, I want to hear about some of the some of the types of clients that you work with and what their mindset is as they are going into a plan like this. Um, you know, we I work on uh, lots of different types of business, lots of different types of clients. Um, what's your, and I'm maybe not typical, but, you know, a couple of different stories where these folks, here were their needs or here were their goals and how did you, how did you help them get there? Yeah, you definitely sort of <laughs> to think of a couple, um, a recent one, actually young guy. He's, he's probably a year or two older than me does really well. He's in sales, um, works for one of the top sales guys in the world, in my opinion, but he was, he, he had reached out to me. I'm a client of his, but he had reached out saying, Hey, Steve, can you tell me more about this whole life insurance product, the cash value life insurance product? Because I know something's there. I see all these people I work with with a ton of money, putting money there, but I was pitched on in the past. I'm like, why would anyone do this? I was like paying into I'm 65 years old. He's 33, 34 now. He wasn't into it. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Yeah. So just through the education process, he liked the idea of having a safe, liquid, tax-free area to position money that he could access, the loan features, borrow, use for other deals. But in his situation, to what we ended up doing, he said, okay, I like having the ability to pay in 100K per year. That's how much I want to be able to pay in. If I have a couple of good years, I can do that, no problem. But Steve, I, I don't want to get a bill for that. Like I don't want to be locked into paying 100K per year. So how we set the policy up, right? So last time we talked about policy design, many can go toward premium or different riders to accelerate the cash. His annual commitment is about 10 grand per year. And he can pay that 10K once a year, or he can pay 800 bucks a month, however he wants to. But he can commit to that minimal amount, and then at his discretion, he can add more money into the policy. Whether he hits the 100K or not is completely up to him. So he's not obligated or forced. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. And he gets to carry that forward? Like if there's some of that 100K yeah. doesn't use in a given year, can he catch yeah, yeah, no, I'm glad you mentioned that. So with the MEC, MEC laws and the rollover payments, so yeah, you can always make catch-up contributions. So if I have the, the ability to pay in 100K this year and I only pay in 50 this year, the next year my limit resets at 100, but I can also make up for lost time, the, the 50 I didn't pay in and pay in 150. And that rollover continues to compound over time. So yeah, he, he absolutely can do that. And we touched on that as well. Um, thanks for, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> So, so designing the policy, we juiced it. We showed him, hey, here's what it looks like. He said, I like the idea of, of putting in 100 per year for five years. Like he wanted to, to have the option to stop after five years. He said, yeah, I might keep paying in afterwards, but I don't, I don't want to. I'm not into the idea, Steve, of paying until I'm 65. Um, the death benefit's not important. He laid out exactly what he wanted. So I'm not going to try and force the death benefit and other things on him when he's not He's not interested in it. Yes. So we showed, here's what it looks like, funding it for five years, you know, the guaranteed cash values. He was positive uh, between years five and six. 
Um, when you, you study the internal rate of return, I mean, it's doing a little over 3% year over year. That's tax-free on the guarantees alone, not with dividends and everything. That looked even better. So he looked at that and said, okay, I like the idea because it's kind of like, for lack of a better word, it's kind of like a bank that I can just store money in. And then he wants to use it for real estate deals as well. He works, um, he invests in a real estate group right now, but he's got uh, a desire to get his own deals, his own properties. So as he builds this up, that provides the capital needed where he can go then acquire property and he really uses it as his own bank call it because he can borrow, repay at his discretion. He's taking control of the financing situation instead of going to an actual bank or lender to get a loan from them. When do you think he's, how, far, how long until realistically he can start using that cash to fund some of these projects or yeah. braid it into his business? Yeah, yeah, so he can borrow from the policy anytime he wants really. So if you look at the contract language of a life insurance policy, he does ask, Hey, if I dump in 50 grand and an opportunity comes up in six months from now or a month from now for the next week, do I have access to that? Or do I have to like, wait, no, you can access to it. When you look at the contract language of a life insurance policy, you can access the cash value in the first year. They've got the provision where they could hold it for the first six up to six months, but I've never seen him actually do this, do that, but he can access it anytime he wants. So as those opportunities come up, he'll definitely access that money because he's building it up quickly. In the first year, I mean, he's gonna have close to 90 grand. So if he has an opportunity, whether it's real estate or business that he's gotta pull 50K from, he can do that, no problem. Um, so his plan is within the first, first couple of years accessing the cash. On a side note, a lot of people we work with will access the money relatively early. They'll dump a ton of money in, and use it as a down payment for a investment property or something like Immediately. that. Immediately. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about, um, what else have you seen? Not even like, you know, real life down the road, but in the, in the planning stage, when you're talking to clients, what other, um, you know, what other scenarios or, are folks looking to this for, for usage? Yeah, you know, the two things that I always see the most, aside from the, the loan feature, because the need to finance, people love using life insurance for financing. And if they feel the loan interest rate is too high, you can always take a policy and, and you know, go to a lender or a bank and get a cash value collateral loan, which right now are sweet with how low interest rates are and people love that yeah. stuff. Um, but aside from the loan factor or loan feature, two things really. First is flexibility. They're kind of where, you know, the, the younger guy we just talked about, I want the ability to put in 100000 but I don't want to get a bill for it. You know, there was an event I was at uh, last September, um, several endodontists, there's four endodontists there, but a couple came up, really nice couple. They said, hey, we just paid off all our debt. We want to be able to put in three hundred grand per year into a policy but we don't want to get a bill, Steve, for $300,000 per year. Because you hear insurance, life insurance, auto insurance, whatever, and what do you think? Expense. Bill, I pay the same okay. premium every month, every year. Monthly expense. Yeah, and a lot of people aren't aware is you can design a policy to use it like a flexible savings asset. So that couple, right, the ability to put in 300 per year, they commit close to 30,000 30, 30, per year, 
and then at discretion can add more money or make an annual adjustment, whatever it might be. Point is, they've got a minimal commitment, and depending on their cash flow and circumstances, they can add more. So the first thing is flexibility, taking what's just in the general public thought of as a bill, an insurance product, and saying, hey, you can use this like a flexible savings asset, and people see that like, all right, let's go, man. I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> Sign me up. You and I have talked about this before. I don't know how, how much you get into these kind of conversations with the clients, because I know a lot of times you're not talking to them so much about their investments, but do you hear folks touch on this now is becoming my fixed saving bond alternative conservative bucket i'm going to maybe play a little bit differently on the equity side mm -hmm. meaning uh maybe my stock market allocation should have less focus on bonds and conservative investments because I've got this conservative piece over here. Yeah. Is that valid? Yeah, 100%, big time. I mean, that's just the play saying, hey, I've got money, fixed assets, whether it's bonds, and then more and more today, I feel like people just stockpile money in cash, just yeah. in the bank account. I mean, that's not really a fixed asset, but they're doing it for the safety. And it's, it's fixed. Yeah, it is fixed. Yeah, good point. <laughs> fixed at 0.1%. Yeah. They see that and say, okay, well, here's somewhere I can position it and it's still a fixed asset. It, it is. Life insurance is classified as a fixed savings asset, but it, it produces stronger results, has much more favorable tax benefits, and you do have the death benefit. I mean, if I die, then all of a sudden I'm going to leave a much larger amount than what I have in cash value completely tax-free to my beneficiaries as well. And you get the yeah. legacy planning. But yeah, to your point, all the time with the, the fixed asset replacement as far as, okay, I've got money in one area. This is more efficient. Let's gradually shift it over here. And you said, just to go back, something, something you said, um, do you see a lot of people, I guess, especially with today's interest rates, instead of borrowing from their policies, using that cash value as collateral for uh, just for a traditional bank loan? Yeah, quite a bit. Um, it's become more and more popular just because the convenience is great. Some lenders, especially if they have experience with it and they understand whole life, which most of them do because they own it. <laughs> yeah. They say, okay, well, here's a secure asset. The lender puts a collateral assignment on it. So if, if you or I own a policy and we get a loan from them by leveraging our cash value, that prevents me from going into my policy and pulling the money out. They want to make sure no matter what, they're protected, which makes sense. But yeah. how the lender looks at it is they really view it almost as loaning against cash. So from a, a borrowing, from an interest rate perspective, it's often as, as favorable as you can get. And you are working with a lender. So on that paperwork, if it's for a legitimate business purpose, well, on the paperwork, you're going to check off this is for business purposes, which gives you more tax benefits there. All right, so even if it's a small deduction, it's a deduction. Now all of a sudden you've got that in your favor while the policy keeps compounding, tax benefits there. Yeah, great, great nice. move. I think it's just gonna get more and more popular over the next 10 years as this low interest rate environment probably remains where it's at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. agreed. All right, um, 
Yeah, I mean, we work with folks day in and day out. I'm always surprised at how many different options and how many different ideas people have for, uh, you know, everybody, you know, everybody's got their own set of goals and, and planning needs that they're working through. Um, you know, nice to have somebody qualified to talk through, talk through these kind of things. Yeah. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back in a little while. 